Hallelujah. Thanks, guys. You may be seated. I'm doing this cold turkey on purpose. Um, I love the presence of God. I love worship. Um, be a bit closer to you so I can spit on you. <laughs> You're welcome. So, yeah, thanks, man. Um, I just want you just to focus on Jesus. I want you to focus on the temple that's inside of you. Inside of you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The very presence, the same God that fills the universe is inside of you. Which means that his presence is inside of you. Um, you know, you felt the presence possibly as you worship God. I, I just want you to focus on that presence right now and just just tell him how much you love him. The Song of Solomon, I have come to my garden, my sister, my spouse. I have gathered my myrrh with my spice. I have eaten my honeycomb with my honey, and I have drunk my wine with my milk. Uh, that's Jesus talking to the church. He's drunk in love with you. And... I want to kind of just move a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll go back over what I taught, but I want to bring the other side of the equation. Um, Glenn talked this morning about thankfulness. You know, Psalm 50 verse 23 says that a sacrifice of thanksgiving opens the way for the salvation of God. Um, but it's not actually just about saying thanks. When we say thanks, we are entering into the presence of God. It's a way to tell our mind that we're actually experiencing the presence of God. Where our mind might just say completely otherwise. In our hearts... We're entering into the. We're, we're acknowledging. We're recognizing. We're we're experiencing the presence of God. I talked about on Sunday. How many of you were there? Not were not there last Sunday when I when I preached. Okay, just one, two. Okay, so I preached about. Um, how the disciples, they couldn't cast out a demon from somebody, from a boy. And I, I'll go back just to kind of rebuild the foundation. And Jesus kind of just did it, healed the, healed the boy. And so they come and say, well, why could we not do it? And he says, because of your unbelief. If you say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, it will be done if you, have this, if you have the faith of a mustard seed. But in the Greek, 
the faith that they have is up here. The faith that Jesus was saying they needed was down here. It was dribbling faith as opposed to the faith of a mustard seed. So what was wrong? It was the wrong type of faith. When we look at Hebrews 11, 39, after the roll call of all of those amazing men and women of the old covenant, he says, but we have something better. Know that we have, we're based on better promises than all that they have. Therefore, look unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. Um, hearing comes from, sorry, faith comes from hearing the word of God. No, it doesn't. Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. Um, we can read the word of God as much as we like and we need to read it. For a bit of confession time. For the first two weeks of my trip, four weeks, I was pretty much realizing just how backslidden I'd become. Um, uh, just busy with life and I really lost my first love you know I, I wasn't passionately in love with Jesus I served him ministry has been going really well um, but I realized that I was missing something um, and because I was missing something God was faithful in the power of God you know, we're still seeing the miracles happen, but there was something missing. It was kind of like, yeah, this really is kind of clanging cymbal stuff. You know, it's just, yeah, okay, we're seeing miracles. You know, God's, you know, stopping the rain, doing all those things, but I'm not satisfied. Uh, you know, I'm, I really aren't. I've, I've, I realize that I'm not really that close to you at the moment for the last year and a half. I've been so incredibly busy and stressed that I'm pretty much backslidden. You know, I'm going to church. You know, I praise God, lift my hands. You know, I can pray for people and do all those things. But um, I've lost something. Um, you see, when Jesus went round doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, he was filled with the Spirit and with power. Um, that passage, you know, the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. It's a fantastic thing when, you know, when you've, you're so busy in the ministry that you walk in and somebody needs healing and you can still do it. But Jesus says, you know, but we healed in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We prophesied in your name. You know, I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, I still love Jesus, but I just, it was, it was, there was no real passion for Jesus. It was the ministry. Um, and I think probably over those two to three weeks, as I was really desperate to see people healed for the right reason, because there's a world out there that needs to be healed. 
but there's a world out there that is sick. Jesus is the answer. So faith, the faith of Jesus is what we need. But how do we actually get to the faith of Jesus? How do you know that Jesus is going to heal somebody by his presence? That's how it works for me. I know the anointing. You know, for me, uh, I, as soon as I you know, will be laying hands on people tonight, as soon as I'm meant to be laying hands on people, my hands are buzzing, my burning. You know, that's just the gift of healing that's on my life or the ministry that's on my life. Do you have the same, do you? Do you do the same thing? Yeah, yeah. It's the gift. It's awesome, eh? Yeah. And, and you know, let the anointing teach you. Um, so the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable, which is a real comfort when you're absolutely exhausted and you're tired out and you've got to stand up and minister and somebody, you know, the gifts and callings of God are there. They are always there. They never forsake you. And, and you know, it's a wonderful thing. How many of you are here because you want to heal the sick? Faith is one side of the, of the coin. The other side of the coin is wine. You know, here Jesus says, I'm drunk with milk. Drunk, I'm drink wine with milk. Milk, you know, when we look at the word of God, milk is, is for comfort. You know, the babies, you are, you are babes because you're still stuck on, because it comforts you. Milk, you know, it's just because it's from the mother's breast. You know, El Shaddai, uh, God Almighty, you know, he who comforts you as a woman, uh, comf you know, uh, feeds a baby. That's what El Shaddai means in, in the original Hebrew. Um, and yet that, this is what Jesus says, you know, he is, he's drunk with wine over you. So from a ministry side, let's start with you know, let's start with the recipient side. Um, one of the big problems that we have in the West that we don't see in Africa and Pakistan and places like that is people get healed, then they walk out the door and they lose their healing. All right? How many of you have experienced that personally? I have. Okay. Um, is it because of the lack of the anointing? No, I don't think it is. Um, I think there is a number of issues that needs to be looked at. First of all is confession. Um, when we, we rob ourselves of the grace that God has given us, um, he who... Um, he who clings to worthless idols forfeits the grace of God that could be theirs. That's, that's Joel chapter 2, verse 8. Um, Christine, my wife, was miraculously healed of malignant breast cancer within three days, holding on to that scripture. No, here am I, I'm absolute mess. And Christine says, no, I, I, I hold on to this. 
and uh, you know that I refuse to cling to lying symptoms and forfeit the grace of God that could be mine. Um, and so, not looking to the symptoms is really important for your own healing and for teaching those who who you're praying for healing. The confession of the lips, oh, if it's God's will for me to be healed. Um, you know, oh, this is for God's glory. Uh, those are, you know, the kind of the examples that, that we hear. Or, you know, oh, well, I'll, I'll see if God heals me. Um, no, I, I remember, uh, where was it? It was in Malaysia. And this guy who, who had a sore back, and um, one of the things that I've done in the past, and I got rebuked by the Lord for doing it this time in Africa, uh, at a Baptist convention, <laughs> um, uh, be, because nothing happened. The guy was healed, but nothing happened. You know, have, have you seen that where, where if you pray for somebody who's got a sore back, and because they have spasm in the back, one leg is shorter than the other. Great for building faith. But faith comes from hearing and hearing from the Word of God. In other words, Neville, I didn't tell you to do that. I didn't tell you to do that. You just thought you'd do it. You just thought you'd show off in front of all these pastors. The end result was good, by the way. They, they've, the the um, 38 pastors, the president of the Baptists, have asked, has asked us to train their pastors. Um, how did I get there? Yeah. So for the recipient, the important thing, one of the important things is um, the confession. But the other side of it is thankfulness. So we look at the story of, um, of the ten lepers, and only one came back. Now, it isn't that he said thank you, but he had an attitude of thankfulness. He came back to Jesus, and you know, Jesus said, go sin no more. Um, uh, no, he didn't say that to that person. Um, uh, he said, uh, no, sorry? That's right. Um, and, and, you know, he had an attitude of thankfulness. Remember what I said about staying in the presence of God or about thankfulness is the gateway into the presence of God. When you stay in the presence of God, that is where as a recipient, that is where you find the faith of Jesus, in that place of intimacy with God. And that is one of the reasons why we need to be thankful, is because it, it puts us away from our problem and puts our focus firmly on Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for my healing. Thank you, Lord, for my healing pressing through until you actually get into that place of the presence of God and where you are so overwhelmed with his love, that is where his faith is. 
It is in his presence that you rub off and you receive what is his as your own. And so that's where you find the presence of God. So maybe if I, if I demonstrate this from a giving perspective, um, when I pray for people to be healed, the real struggle that I have is anxiety, which comes out of performance. Okay? So here we are, we're trying to get somebody healed, and I use that word on purpose. We're trying to get somebody healed. There's no way that person's going to get healed except by the gift of healing. Okay? Because if you've got a gift, you've got a gift. It just, it's there. Um, um, but when you move into, into the, out of your comfort zone of where you haven't been able to move in healing before or it's just a struggle, then the more you try, the, more, the, the less likely it is to happen. And so what I will normally do when I pray for people is I will, if I'm feeling anxious, I will take a step back. I'll actually, and I'll just refocus on God. And I'll just get, I'll just, you know, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And being honest, you know, when you've got 3,000 people or whatever in front of you, you know, and you've got somebody up on the stage, there is performance. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, there's not meant to be performance, but there is performance just because I'm human, Okay. And so it's, it just comes out of an attitude of moving into the zone of the presence of God, of focusing on Jesus and saying, Jesus, and you've probably said the same thing when you've witnessed to people. Okay, I've tried to witness to this person, God, now I just take a step back and Holy Spirit, you're going to have to do the witnessing. And all of a sudden, everything goes really well. Have you experienced that? Yeah, right, you know. It's the same with healing. It's exactly the same. It's, it's taking a step back. It's relaxing. It's focusing on Jesus. It's getting yourself back into the presence of Jesus. And that's why I ask you to activate it straight away. You, you can activate the presence of God by acknowledging it, by acknowledging the truth that God that lives inside of you, Ephesians 3, who wants to fill you with all of his fullness. All of his fullness is what he wants to fill us with. Um, and that is where hearing from the word of God comes from. Um, I was, as I said, I traveled about, I think, 180 hours of travel time. The majority of that was in the Word of God. It was just getting the Word of God, reading the Gospels, reading the Gospels, reading the Gospels, reading the Gospels. You know, just get in there, bathing there all the time. You know, that's what Smith Wigglesworth says. He never spent more than 15 minutes outside of the Word of God when he wasn't in ministry. And when he was in ministry, he was preaching the Word of God. So it's getting in there because the Word of God is the tool by which you can hear God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. How many of you have moved in the Word of Knowledge? Okay, cool, good. Well, we're going to activate that tonight. Um, the beauty about the Word of Knowledge is all of a sudden you have to listen to God. Okay, which means that 
you are now being forced to hear and hearing by the word of God. So it comes from dwelling in the word of God, but then when you're in need of actually hearing God and saying, well, what are you saying in this situation? You know, I, I, I still remember specifically Ashburton, um, July 1985. We were, we were married 38 years this week. Um, I still, and that was in October, in July, God told me to go into a shop. And he said, go and witness to this person. So I walked in, picked up a Morrow bar, went to, the, went to the counter, paid for it, and walked straight out again. And I never witnessed to that guy. I still remember it. Because God told me to do it, and I disobeyed. No. So... That's the beauty of the word of knowledge, of moving the word of knowledge. Um, give you an example. We did a crusade, I think it was the last crusade, and nothing was happening. Nothing. There was a big fight occurred. Um, the crusade was here, and then, a, you know, then just over there, there was this huge fight, and all these guys were running, and it was, you know, it was interesting. Nothing happened until I worked, moved into the word of, in regard to healing, until I moved in the word of knowledge. Once I started moving the word of knowledge, it was boom, 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 boom. People just got healed, 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 because I'd heard from God. Okay? So faith comes from hearing from God. The word of God is really important because it needs to give you a strong foundation. And that's why I love the word of God. The, the word of God teaches me how much of God is inside of me. The word of God teaches me that the fervent effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. But that word fervent effectual prayer is this word work, uh, ergio, where we get um, uh, energio, sorry, where we get the word energy from. Um, but it is the same word that, that Jesus said was that which produced the miracles. So, Je so Jesus did the, did the works of the Father. The word works is the fervent effectual prayer, a fervent effectual part of that, of that word. So there is a place for fervent effectual prayers, but it happens in the quiet place. It happens when you're alone with God, when you are so earnest that you want to see God move, that you want to be used by God to bring healing to people, to bring change, to bring what happens overseas into New Zealand. Because there is no reason why. There is none. It's not because of poverty. There is no reason um, you know, God is looking for somebody who's prepared to take a risk. Now, there's stuff that I can say here that I couldn't say at church. But the guy that I went with, he goes into Taliban area and he starts, selling, starts giving away Bibles. So the Taliban come with a bomb and say, you've got five minutes to explain yourself. We're going to kill you. 
So he explains to them, go back a step. He had been attacked by Afghanis and his offsider had been killed by Afghanis during one of the crusades, not war crusades, during one of the meetings. Um, he then has five minutes to talk to these Taliban, so he talks to them, tells them about Jesus, knowing that he's facing death. They walk away. They come back the following day and they say, give us Bibles, we want Bibles. No. There's something to be said about surrender. Uh, it really blew me away when I was um, one of our Bible schools and uh, all of these people were just getting filled with the Holy Spirit, getting for the first time. And there would have been in that Bible school, there would have been about 40 people, I suppose. There were 10 young girls, well, young women, in their late teens or early 20s on their way to Syria to preach the gospel. No. Totally surrendered to him. Um, all right. So when I pray for people in a performance risk area, I move into the presence of God. I purposely center myself. Um, and I know it's a new age terminology being centered, but it's, it's really quite real because the center of you is where the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit lives. And instead of being centered on yourself, you're centered on Jesus. You're centered on the Father. You're centered on the Holy Spirit. You have everything inside of you. And so I, don't, I, I, move, I purposely move out of performance of trying to heal somebody. And I focus on Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. You know, this is what these guys say. It's all about Jesus. This is what it's about. Um, and once I get into the presence of God, then I step forward and I minister to them. And when he's there, it's so easy. It's so easy. It just flows. He knows my limitations. He knows what I can do in my own faith because we do need our faith. You know, we, t 10 years ago, it was all about, or 15 years ago, it was all about the amount of faith that you have. And then there was a backlash against that that says it's actually got nothing to do with the faith of the person that's there it is about your faith working on that scripture about you know how they could not uh, heal that boy or deliver that demons out of boy you know why could we not deliver it and so Jesus rebukes them for their lack of faith not for the boy but you can't get away from it their faith is actually important it is your faith added to their faith so when I'm with Muslims, I'll always ask them the same question. Do you believe Jesus can heal you? Yep, I believe. 
And as soon as they speak it out, the presence of God just comes upon them. It's kind of, you know, do you, and, and it's not, well, it's actually, uh, maybe I didn't say that clear enough. I made, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Do you th believe that Jesus can heal you? And it's, yes, I believe. And instantly the presence of God comes down. And, you know, they're healed. Um, but, there is a need for their faith, but remembering that their faith is never enough. You know, if you're a one-on-one, -on -one, then you can coach, you can talk to them about, hey, look, you know, just get into the presence of God. Um, but when you're, you know, in a crusade situation, it's different, and most, most of you probably will never, you know, well, at this stage, we're not going to have the opportunity to do that. Never is a, is a bad word. Um, the presence of God comes down, and then it's just bang, 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 bang. People are just healed, 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 healed. And it's so easy. And you, you, at that point, you know, you just say, okay, you know, you're unable to walk, just walk. And they walk. Or you're not unable to hear, turn around, you know, and you speak behind them, and they can instantly, be he can instantly hear because Jesus is there. It's all about him. So that's that side of it. What is, the, what is the way that we stay in that presence place? How do we stay in that presence place? Wine. No, when you look at the Old Testament, everything related to the new covenant that we are partaken on is Wine and oil. Wine and oil. New wine and oil. New wine and oil. New wine and oil. So that activation or that keeping in the presence of God is the new wine. That is why on the day of Pentecost, no, they were all drunk with wine. We, uh, you know, you've you've heard this. You've heard the term "new wineskins." We better look at that. We better open the Bible for that one. We've got it wrong. Matthew nine seventeen, or. Then verse 14, then the disciples of John, Matthew 9, 14, then the disciples of John came to him saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment and the tear is made worse. Nor do they put new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskin breaks, the wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. We've wrongly put wineskins into a current move of God saying that a current move of God is where we get, or a revival is where we get new wineskins. 
you know, we need new wine. We need new wineskins. We want to see God move. We need new wineskins. You've got the new wineskin already. The new wineskin is the new covenant. The old wineskin was the old covenant. And that's why Jesus said you need new wine to put into new wineskins. The Jews understood that because all of the new covenant talk was about new wineskins. Sorry, new wine. Whenever that, when, you know, if you talk to a Jew at that stage, they would say, new wine, oh, that's new covenant. You look at Hosea, new wine, that's new covenant. The new covenant that, that God is going to bring with us. So you already have the new wineskin. You don't need the new wine of a revival to have a new wineskin. You've already got the new wineskin. It's already there. You've got everything you need. No, this is the mistake that they made in Arnhem Land. God, give us, you know, give us, send us revival. 35 years, send us revival, send us revival, send us revival. Oh, revival is here. No, it's here. And as a result of that, that which is here then transforms a community and, and, and brings a, a, you know, a, a, a transformation, not just a revival, but a transformation. So you've already got the new wine. You don't need to ask for it. You've already got, you've got everything you need. That's why, you know, Ephesians, being filled with the fullness of God. Do not be drunk with wine, rather, which is to dissipation. Rather be filled, be on being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another through psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, giving thanks unto God. Those are the things which bring drunkenness in your own life. Um... One of the things that I learned early on was stand under the anointing. Learn to stand under the anointing. Um, you know, we can, we, can, we can become so focused on something that God has done of what we've done in the past that we can bring it into the presence, into the present. So when I stand up there, I often feel drunk but I stand under it because my responsibility is to impart unto others of the wine and the new anointing and the anointing I should say so um, one of the the guys that has built a tremendous church. He's got a church of 10,000 um, in Malaysia, and he never falls over. Been prayed by the best. No. <laughs> I can't remember what the guy was. But well-renowned, you know, going back 30, 40 years ago, um, revival starter, and, you know, just... It just everybody would just be slain in, in large auditoriums, and he would just stand there. And say, I don't feel anything, you know. <laughs> Anybody like that here? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Don't you know? Don't don't despise it. But love, love, love Jesus. Be drunk with Jesus. He's drunk with you. That's what Song of Solomon says. Don't be drunk with wine that causes dissipation. Instead, be on being filled with the Holy Spirit. No. 
psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, giving thanks unto God because those are the things that will build the presence of God around you. So what happens... Stand up. So what happens for me is just a focus on Jesus. Just, just focus on Jesus. You're, you're, you're about to be healed. Um, what... Am I allowed to make a mess with some water? Okay. Am I going to get wet? You, you are going to get wet. Go and sit, sit down for a minute. Sit down for a minute. Why me? Why me? Why me? Sit down. Sit down. So one of the things that I do when I'm traveling is I'm going to borrow somebody's water. Okay. One of the things that I do with people, even in large crusades, I'll say to somebody, I'll get a new, because there's always bottles of water everywhere, and um, I better not get it on my iPad, I suppose. Is that full? Not quite. No, it's not. It's sellable. If I put a top on that, it would be said that it's full, right? But that's not full. Um, is that full? I'm going to say it's about five minutes Five <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what it's missing, don't you? Yeah, now that's It's now, yeah, well, it's not really. It's just the reality. See, this is full. Mm. Overflowing. I won't do more than that. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> 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 Overflowing. <laughs> oh, All right. Yes. That's nice. <laughs> so what happens? <laughs> I got the least weird out of anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you, and I've said this before, um, your body is this big, your soul is this big. Okay. Your spirit is huge. Mm. Yes. Huge. Mm. You can That's good. You can walk into a room and you can change the atmosphere. Mm. You can walk into a church and you can say it change the atmosphere. Mm. You can walk into a city mm. and you can change the atmosphere. Mm. Charles Finney just had to go through a town and a train. Mm. And people would fall over mm. under, the, under the conviction of the Holy Spirit mm. and be born again. We are huge in the Spirit. Mm. So, stand up for me, please. That's you again. So, as soon as you actually come near somebody, whether it is in a single person situation, your spirit is starting to influence them. Doesn't matter whether they are white. Maori, Muslim, Mormon, mm. doesn't matter whatever they are, you are influencing them. Mm. And Jesus inside of you is coming out. Mm. And so when somebody moves into your... Um, there's a guy who's got an got a audience of one billion people. He uses the term, what's his name? He married Nick and Naomi. Um, Chan, 
Chandra. Chandra. Mahesh yeah. Chandra. Mahesh. Yeah. He talks about a glory bubble that is around you. Wow. You actually have a bubble of the glory of God around you. So when you come near somebody, all of a sudden, the presence of God that you are focusing on touches them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They start to experience the presence of God. Their faith starts to go out the window and they start to receive the, 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 the faith of Jesus Christ. That's good. Yeah. They actually receive that which you are holding. Mm. So if if and and that's where the word of God is so powerful. You can see that is where the word of God is so powerful. The word of God is powerful because it transforms and renews your mind that you become in agreement with what the truth is, where you then are walking with the truth, where you are no longer a failure, you are no longer shy. You know, you wouldn't believe, but I'm actually a really shy guy. I really am. I'm quite shy, aren't I, darling? I'm not, not. Okay. Well, Christine's more shy than I am, but I am shy. Um. <laughs> but when you're when Jesus comes out of you when you allow Jesus to come out of you all of a sudden the line of the tribe of Judah is roaring the renewing of our mind is more to do with our alignment with the faith of Jesus than anything else that when we are when we are so focused on the word on on Jesus the word of God and what is possible through Jesus then it's no longer about us and the more that we spend time in his presence the more we just want to please him and when we want to please him then he calls us out and he says Neville I want you to go to the villages you know, on our next trip, and Christine knows this. I have told her this, but um, you know, they, 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 I have told her this. Not that I didn't say I haven't told her this. You know, um, we will probably go to to um, the Afghan 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 border, and he's saying, "No, you'll be completely safe." I said, "I'm not taking Christine," and he says, "That's okay." And and I said, "Well, I don't really want to go." Because I have a responsibility, Christine, you know, to, to look after her, not to die unnecessarily for the sake of the gospel. Um, but then I started to think about it and I thought, well, yeah, but there's people there. And so I talked to this guy and he says, and I said, well, is there going to be security? You know, are, you going to, are we going to have armed security? He says, no, you're not going to have armed security because as soon as you have armed security in Taliban, then that's it, you're a target. And he says, but if you go there as a tourist, because that's all the tourist areas, it's where all the tourists go to, climbing mountains and things like that. He says, you, can, you know, they're so used to white people. He says, you just, you know, we'll just go in there. You'll be, you'll be completely safe. You don't need any, any armed protection. Um, you just go in there and says, we'll just go underground. He says, we'll just go into people's houses. We'll arrange meetings with individual houses where you'll just encourage the believers. You know, um, online, I, I spend a bit of time encouraging the believers. And so I said, well, you know, I don't want to do it. But Christine, oh, she says, oh, no, she needs to come. She says, the women need to see women 
coming to them. He says, they so need it. And I says, yeah, but is it going to be safe? He says, it's going to be completely safe. You'll be completely safe. No. Um, I don't know how I got into that. Sacrifice. So it's bringing the presence of God. So people get healed as soon as Jesus turns up. And when I feel the presence of God, then I say, you've got your healing. Because I've got now got faith for it. And no, they will sometimes say, well, nothing's happening. I says, well, okay, try it out. And they try it out. And they get healed. And, and, you know, they say, oh, yeah, a little bit. You know, you, you've heard this before. You know, do what Jesus did. Jesus, you know, laid, put mud in somebody's eye or whatever he did. Um, and, um, you know, he says, well, you know, what do you see? He says, I'll see men as trees walking. So he did it again. He prayed again until he got that, which, you know, he, he got. So, so don't give up. You know, if somebody says 20% healing, go for it again. as well, you know, let's go for 40%. So, you know, you get, you pray for them again. You feel the presence of God come upon them. When you feel the presence of God, um, it calms you down. It relaxes you. And it takes away all the striving that you have to do because you know, therefore, that Jesus is there. And when Jesus is there, miracles happen. No. And I, I, I said it on Sunday, I'll say it on the Sunday I preach, I'll say it again. When Jesus is there, you know when that person's going to get healed. There's not a shadow of doubt in your mind that that person is going to get healed. And you take them through, you know, now occasionally if they do what we started off with, where they will then confess out of their own healing. Um, I said last year, I said it's a lot easier to actually pray for, not for non-Christians than it is to pray for Christians. It's a lot easier in the West. In, um, I will, I'll just talk about this for a little bit. Honour is really really important um, he who receives a prophet receives a prophet's reward okay so what a prophet does the, the prophet's reward is a, is a child is a is is you know we see that with with Elijah and Elisha that barrenness is broken that's a prophet's reward that's in the physical but it's the same in the spiritual when a prophet declares something, Barrenness is always broken. It's what they do with that. When you, how many of you move in the gift of prophecy? Cool. Prophecy is awesome because you are hearing God and you are speaking what God says, just like the word of knowledge. So you can prophesy healing into a person if it's according with the word of God. And that prophetic utterance will bring healing. I've had more success 
with barren people through prophecy than any other way. Where I've just declared the word of God. I've just said, that, look, there's somebody, you know, I just know. Well, I suppose it's the word of knowledge. I know that somebody, um, you know, is barren here and that, you, you know, you're going to get healed today. Um, right. Let's stop talking. Um, let's start with the word of knowledge. How many of you want to move in the word of knowledge? All right. Pursue spiritual gifts. Okay, go after them. Go after them. Be so hungry for them. You know, Christine didn't want to marry me because I was full of pride, and I was. You know, um, but God looks at your heart. He can, he can, if he can change me, you know, there's a difference between pride and arrogance. Arrogance is not so good, but pride, that's something that God can work through and, and deal with, just the same as he did with Moses, same as he did with, you know, um, with others in the Bible. He can work with that. But it comes out of a burning desire. I want to heal the sick. I want to see the dead raised. I want to see the blind see. I want to see the deaf here. I'm desperate for it. I want to see it. So I'm just going to pray for you now, um, and then we're going to activate a bit of word of knowledge. Um, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the word of knowledge. We thank you for the desire. You say in your word that you will give us the desires of our heart that these ones desire the word of knowledge. Lord, that those already have the word of knowledge want to move into a new realm of it. And so, Lord, we declare that over them right now in Jesus' name, that word of knowledge to activate and to bring that which is a supernatural word of knowledge. We generalize it, but, Lord, specifically because we're talking about healing tonight. We release that in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, now, just, just stand up. There are various ways that, I don't know, how do you move in the word of knowledge? Do you hear? Do you see? So a picture... Who else moves in the word of knowledge here? You do. How, how, how you see pictures? Uh, do you, you move in the word of knowledge? Yep, tell me. Yep, yep. Uh huh. Yep. So uh, that intuition is really powerful. And how many people do intuition here? Meaning you just sense it, you, you just kind of, you know, you, you, you've got no vision, you don't hear. Um, yeah, uh, uh, generally about 60% of people will move in intuition. Um, how, what other ways do people, when it comes to, you'll see the words, yep, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's right, exactly. That's how it works for me. So did you hear that? So you actually feel the pain, okay? 
Um, so God's really keen about about you moving in the word of knowledge. So just um, just step out and be bold, and remember that it doesn't matter if you make a mistake. So many times when I give a word of knowledge, and then people come up afterwards and say, "Oh, that was me," you know. Um, so if you so if you actually you know, do respond to a word of knowledge, please respond to it, be really quick. And also be aware that it might be somebody that you're close to. Does anybody move in names of people here? It'll be good to release that. I've, it's been a long time since I've done that. I used to be able to name people. Um, it's been 20 years since I've done that. Um, and that's, that's pretty cool. It's fun when that happens. I think you do, do you? Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, just focus on Jesus. Remember, it's not. It's you know, it's okay to make a mistake, and it's also okay not to have anything as well. For me, it was nine months um, from the time that um, uh, that somebody prayed for me to when I actually moved in it. So it doesn't always happen straight away. But quite often it does. Things that God's doing things in a and quickly these days. Not in a hurry, but quickly. So just focus. And then if you've got something, just call it out. The word of knowledge is tied to the prophetic. Um, and so, you know, he who prophesies, prophesy in proportion to the faith that he has. Um, so when it comes to the word of knowledge, it... it does require stepping out in faith and being okay with, in inverted commas, making a mistake. Okay, so let's just before we'll, we'll, we'll um, okay, we'll, we'll just don't pray just yet. So that's our, yep, we'll 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 deal with that in a minute. Now I just want to um, just want to shift gears slightly. I want you just to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so how do you do that? Well, Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Fill me up, Holy Spirit. Fill me up, Holy Spirit. Fill me up. Fill me up. Fill me. 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 Ho mahari kina mashika ramaha. Rubahari kina mashika babaha. Urumahai, drink of that wine. Drink of it. Just drink of it. Drink of it. Come back into that that first love. Um uh, you know, it's that wine. I, I, I think probably this this trip for me was different in that we would see people just being totally filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, more filling of the Holy Spirit than, than an actual healing was occurring. And um, uh, no, I, I think probably the thing which is most important about healing is that new wine. That, that being in love with Jesus, that uh, no revival is actually coming back to Jesus. It's, it's the, the healing becomes an, a natural outflow 
of, of that love that you have for Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the filling of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. Um, and what I want you to do is I want you to lay hands on one another. I want you to just to release the infilling of the Holy Spirit because have you noticed that it's actually easier to pray for somebody else to be healed than to pray for yourself to be healed? Have you noticed that? Okay. The reason being is that, and I'm, uh, I'm working on this at the moment, I'm thinking this through, there is an anointing that is within us, but there is an anointing that is on us, and it is the anointing that is on us that brings the power. Okay, so when you lay hands on somebody else, you're actually imparting of the Holy Spirit. Um, you are releasing the Holy Spirit. So what I want you to do is lay hands on people and just say, be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's, it's, it will just happen. It'll, it's not something which you need to work on. Um, now, when you do this, actually impart... Okay, when when you're when you're um, releasing when you're you're praying for somebody, you're you are releasing the Holy Spirit. You're imparting it. So that which is inside of you, I, I want you to get hands on people. Actually, do it like you mean it. You know, um, yeah, that's it. You are giving of what you have inside of you. It's not a passive thing. It's an aggressive thing. It's that fervent, effectual Prayer is that work. Has your hands. How's your hands doing? Is it you, is it? Or is it your hands are burning? Well, go and pray for somebody. But, but give it out to them. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a force. It's a, you know, the power of God is a force that moves a person from one level of glory to another level of glory. Force equals mass, which is glory, times acceleration. So you're expecting somebody to move from one level of glory to another level of glory. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ba 
Bahare Keda Bake, Orama Babaketa Basheke Babaha, Rubasheka Badaketa Maha, Eroma Kino Machino Maha, Kira Bahura Maha, Mesheke Babahara Kurabatea, Okina Mashika. The fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man avails much. Oraba Babahe, Kina Mashike Babaha, Oroba Kite Besheka Barabake, Nutra Katake, Mashike Babaha, Ura Mashike Baha, Kite Meshira Maha, Roma Kete Karora Make. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mukete Besheke Babahororomache. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, I just want you to take your hands off people. Just take your hands off people. And I want you just to focus on Jesus again. Focus on Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Who's in pain here tonight? Anybody in pain? Okay, come on out here. All right. Who else is in pain? Okay. Yeah, just the two of you. All right. Um, can anybody feel the, the, the power of God in your hands? Okay. Do you often feel that? Mm -hmm. Okay. And you do? You feel the heat. Anybody else? Uh-huh. Yep, sure. So that's... Who's that person? Okay. Yeah. All right, come on out here, please. Are you in pain now or have you been healed? Were you in pain before you came? Okay, all right. So the anointing has already happened. Um, so uh, you, you had the heart problem. Come on out here. Christine, you can pray for him. Um, um, you had the fire on your hands. You've got the fire on your hands. Uh, have you got... You feel weight. Okay. So th that's glory. Okay. That's glory. That weight, that heaviness. Yeah, exactly. So get your hands on somebody. All right. Go and do it. Go and do it. But when you do it, remember you're in rest, but there is still the giving. It's, it's kind of like, I, I can't, it's just, it's, it, there's, a, there's an actual impartation that occurs. It's not passive. It's it's aggressive. You know, the kingdom of heaven you know, suffers violence. Violent men take it by force. Um, so you've got, what, what do you, you wanted to get your hands on somebody I can see. <laughs> Okay, so so glory is weight, okay? So force equals mass times acceleration, physics, all right? So the, the, the power of God is actually more correctly the force of God than the power of God. Power is work done, which is your energy over time, okay? Force is glory accelerated. 
So with, with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it is the force of the Holy Spirit is glory being moved from one place to another place. So when you've got somebody who is sick, their glory is down here. They, they don't feel good. But when you apply that force, which is the glory, all right, then it moves them to another place of glory. Okay, so it accelerates them. So it's an incredibly powerful way. Uh, it's a picture which I just kind of use where I think, okay, I've got, you know, I've got glory. Each of you have got glory. Every one of you have got glory. You've been given glory by Jesus. The minute that you were born again, you were transplaced from below angels' glory to above angels' glory. Okay? You've got, you're more glorious than the angels that are in the presence of God. Wow, isn't that good news? Right, so you're, you, were, you were in pain. You're going to pray for her. Um, who wants to pray for me? I injured my back on Friday. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. So what I, what, what, so just go and do it. <laughs> Don't put a formula on it, just go and do it, all right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Who's going to pray for this one here? Hallelujah. Now, what I want you to focus on now, while you keep on praying, but I want you to focus on the presence of God round about your life, okay? So getting that, getting that faith of Jesus, if you haven't, you may have already got it, but if you haven't, so just focus on that presence, allowing the presence to come around you. Hallelujah. Okay, just keep on focusing. Um, the, pre, the prayees, the prayees, the ones that are being prayed for, can you feel the presence of God on you? If you can, just raise your hand, please. Yeah, okay, good. You can feel the presence of God, okay? Good. Can you feel the presence of God over here? Can you feel the presence of God? Yep, good. Can you feel the presence of God? Yes, you can. Good. Okay, just receive, just realizing that is the presence of Jesus upon you. And Jesus is here. If Jesus was here, everyone gets healed. All right, when Jesus is here, everyone gets healed. So just enjoy that presence. Now the prayers, prayers, those who are doing the praying, can you feel the presence of God? Yeah, can you feel the presence of God? Yeah, can you feel, yeah, good. Can you feel the presence? Yeah, okay, all right. Hallelujah, yeah. Hallelujah, can you feel the presence of God, Glenn? Yeah, can you feel the presence of God? Yeah. <laughs> can you guys feel the presence of God? All right. So when, when you actually feel that presence, that's the point where you want to recognize that Jesus is doing it. Um, how are you over here, sir? Are you being, how are you feeling? Are you feeling good? You're out of pain? Yeah, good. Okay. How are you? You're feeling good. How are you? All right, you pray again. How are you? Oh, that was me. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how am I? How are you? How's you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling a lot of heat in the air. Yeah, okay. How are you feeling? Wow, okay. 
So how many of you feel like you've been healed? Yes. yes. Do you feel? Oh, <laughs> you, you hungry thing, you. How are you feeling? Do you feel okay? How are you feeling? Are you, you mm -hmm. Okay. 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 How are you? Mm, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. More. More. Just receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Hallelujah. There. His presence is all over you. Hallelujah. It's, yeah, I was just going to say that, actually. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So when you feel that presence, that is the presence of Jesus. And that is the healing presence of God. And for us in the West, we need a shift in our mindset that moves healing into the future back to the now. All right. And walking it through, for those who have been prayed for, it is, yeah, watching your confession. But it's more about that whole thing of beyond being filled with the Holy Spirit no, um, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, giving thanks unto God. Okay, that 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 staying in the zone of healing, of of staying in the presence of God, of that new wine, of being filled with the Holy Spirit. So you really kind of feel like, oh, this is nice, isn't it? You know, it's quite nice, isn't it? It really is. It's kind of. Um, um, Addictive. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> that's good. Oh, yeah. So let's just quietly just give glory to Jesus, shall we? Lord, we love you. We love you so much, God. Fill us afresh. Lord, we want to be filled with your spirit and with your power. We want that power. We want that power. We're hungry for it. You say we are allowed to be hungry for it. You say we're meant to pursue after the, 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 the power gifts. And But Lord, at the same time, above all of that, we want to be filled with, with you. We want to be filled with your Holy Spirit. We want to be filled with you, Daddy. We want to be filled with you, Big Brother. I want to be filled with you, King of Kings and High Priest. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, hopefully that's been helpful to you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Um, side note, um, Red Trike. Um, just felt like I got potentially the second half of that. So I'm going to go further out on a limb. Um, and it was actually more to do with what's going on here um, in a picture of God's calling his church to ride on a two-wheel bike, not, not the trike. 
um, and is actually it's time to and 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 I think it's you know how you you just have to commit when you when you go from a three wheel suddenly you've got your you know you've got you've got that balance but you can't when you're on three wheels you can't you don't have agility you don't have speed and you don't you can't you can't be an adult and there's something about stepping into what Neville's talking about tonight that is about just going okay I'm going to put my childish ways behind me and I'm going to commit to yeah I'm going to commit to riding a bike I'm going to get on this and I, I really want to encourage every single one of you you know there's not a junior holy spirit and there's not just kind of a second class holy spirit for people who don't get to preach or what have you like there is like there's just one holy spirit where we're priests we're all kings and priests and we're all called and anointed to move in the fullness of who we are in Christ and I just want to encourage everyone in the room to just 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 have a go just keep having a go still it's what I've been saying to me, our staff team is like if you see someone who's sick just ask them if you can pray for them whether you're in church or it's at home or out in the supermarket whatever it is if it's just just make a beeline just encourage people activate your faith and allow yourself to get out of your comfort zone and take a risk just go there. Go there. You guys are amazing. Yes, thank you. You know, I, I just saw a picture too, and, um, you know, purple speaks of, of healing and glory. And what I saw was, you know, those fibers of light that you see in, in things like Christmas trees. Um, it's, it's us being the light of the world, but the weight of it is healing. That's where everything is. It, you know, people just get so distracted with the secondary things and forget about what Jesus really wants us to do. And do, that is to do what he did, which was everybody that came to him was healed. And that is where God wants us to be. It may be one year, it may be five years, it might be ten years. But Everybody that comes into this house will be healed. Yeah. Amen. A place of healing. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's, let's put a bow on that, but let's go out and be salt and fiber optic light <laughs> to the world. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs>